Hello, welcome to my podcast. I'm Isabella, and today our topic is serial killers. And just based on what I have studied and my own thoughts on it all, I have two types of research I would love to share. This podcast is for knowledge and to educate listeners and what they are curious about. Or you could just, you know, listen to it while you go for a walk or drawing. You know, I like to do that, so do something that I've always loved murdered mysteries and the psychology behind serial killers and what drives them to do what they do. If there is, you know, even a motive, because sometimes they don't have one. Documentaries, especially about mysteries and theories, I always love to talk about it because I love to hear everyone else's thoughts behind it. (laughs) Because everyone just has such a different image and opinion about mysteries such as cold cases or even serial killers or just conspiracy theories, you know. It could be about aliens or whatever their beliefs are. That just, it can even maybe go all the way back to the old ages. But especially about like serial killers that go all the way back to the 1900s, maybe even 1800s. Okay, anyways, heading into my first piece of research. I found it on Psychology Today by Katherine Ramsland. She is a professor at the DeSales University, is an author of 60 books. And going into this research, I questioned about victims mostly and how exactly the serial killers knew what to do or what they would experiment with. There are so many ways that serial killers logged and kept records of their experiments. For example, you have um, Dennis Rader, the BTK killer. He is a serial killer. He kept a coded log of his, what he called, projects. After he killed four members of the Otter family in January 1974 in Wichita, he described in a secret notebook the details of their home and his preparation and what he had done to each one of them. Later, he used this narrative as a basis for letters he sent to the police to prove that he was their serial killer. He used his log to jot down ideas to try, you know, recording over 50 potential projects. The log, along with Raiders' drawings, came into police hands in 2005 when they arrested him. He been in the process of writing chapters of his life story with the help of his diary, is what he called it, to describe each of his crimes, his compulsion to keep written records, along with photos and items from victims, had undermined him. But I just think it's so crazy how serial killers have the, uh, like, the mind to think that If they kept that, it would be not found. Those killers who want their secrets recorded take a risk. Some simply don't believe they'll get caught, but others might have such a compulsion to record their deeds that while they're declaring their senses of power, they relieve, they reveal how powerless they really are, which 
actually brings me into my second piece of research, which is four types of serial killers. I had no idea there were four types. I thought there was just one, or at least two, where one of them had a motive and the other one didn't. Just wanted to take another person's life just because they wanted to. But anyways, there are four types of serial killers. One, which is a visionary. They believe that a person or an entity is commanding them to kill, most likely suffering from psychosis. Number two is a mission-oriented. They kill in order to rid society of a certain group, mostly, you know, races or religions or um, sexualities. Number three, you got the hedistic, which commits their act for their own for their own personal pleasure. For example, torture, money, or sexual desires. Number four, which is the power control, they fantasize about having power and seeks to dominate and control their victims. I like to go into more detail about the serial killers. Um, especially each type of them, because I feel it gets, it's a lot more deeper than, you know, you have just certain types. Some of them have so many motives, some of them just do it just because they want to. So, for an example, a visionary, they're psychotic and they're disorganized. They suffer from delusions and hallucinations. You know, picks random targets and lacks planning, believes they are being commanded to kill, little or no effort to cover up crimes. They don't specifically target their victims, which is why they kill. It's mostly at random, which it is why it's more difficult for law enforcement to piece them together when they have nothing to do with one another. And... For example, you, his name is Herbert Millen. He killed 13 people between 1972 and 1973 as a blood sacrifice. He had hallucinations which led him to believe that a massive earthquake would strike California if nature didn't receive his sacrifice. He had voices in his head that commanded him to kill and always warned him about the event about to take place which was probably, no matter what he did, does not um, serve up to his actions, but he must have been in a lot of mental pain, I guess you could say, is what the research says. Then the Vietnamese War took place around this time, and he believed those deaths caused enough pleasure to please nature. However, by the end of 1972, the war was ending, and the U.S. force had been reduced, and the U.S. was planning to remove themselves from the conflict. When that happened, Mullen felt responsible and took it as a sign to step it up and make up for those lack of deaths. So he... This was all just between 1972 and 1973. So in, in that time, he killed 13 people. That's, that's, a, that's a lot. I had no idea. I knew there were some people who 
were obviously mentally sick and couldn't do anything. So, that, anyways, continuing. For um, number two, we have mission-oriented. They are organized, they plan their crimes, they do not suffer from psychosis, so mental health, mental sickness is out of the question there. They target specific groups of people, kills quickly and efficiently, and typically avoids close contact. They plan their crimes and they can live a perfectly normal life, you know? For example, they might use a gun because it's quick and efficient. They do not like to get their hands dirty. There will be no attempts to prologue the kill or to get further enjoyment out of it. They just do it because the crime scene, um, how do you say it? They do it just to get rid of it. Like, if they were to target a group of people just because they are a certain race, sexuality, or even mixing races, they will target them. As a result, the crime scene will contain no signs of sadism or torture. They they tend to put distance between themselves and their victims quickly, unlike Hedeistic and power control killers. Mission killers will often choose a gun over using a knife or their hands. They can be obsessive. It drives them to do what they do. It's feelings of revenge and hatred, most likely. And they are getting back for, they're getting back at a part of society. In most cases, they stick to their own area. They don't like to get out of their comfort zone. For example, it's Joseph Paul Franklin. Between 1977 and 1980, Franklin targeted black and Jewish people. He believed that mixed races or mixing races was a crime against God. In June of 1980, Franklin used a high-powered rifle to kill Arthur Smothers, and he was a black man, and Mikula... She was a white woman on the morning of the crime. He hid and waited, which is pretty unlikely that a killer will do. It's pretty likely that a killer won't fit the exact description to what they could be. So, for number three, you have your hedistic. They can be broken down into three categories, which is lust thrill, and comfort. For the lust killer, they torture and manipulate because it gives them gratification, sexually mostly. They fantasize about violence and can find difficult to control their impulses. They prefer close contact, will use knife or hands instead of gun. They prefer to have them close by. A thrill killer, the act of murdering someone excites them, enjoys the hunt, and gets off on his victim's terror. Often feels inadequate and powerless, loses interest within the victim after death. So they have, they could be stalking them for months, 
and then when they have the victim and they have them close by right after their death, they will have no connection nor any feelings towards the victim. A comfort killer kills for the sake of money and wealth, will often use poison, avoids close contact, their murderers and means to end. They won't take pleasure in the kill, can wait a long time between murders. So they have patience more than any other killer. They will get close, they can wait for as long as they need, and then when they decide that when they want to attack or bombard the victim, they will. And for our last one, we have the power and control serial killer. Someone who seeks to gain power and control over their victims and seeks to dominate their victims in a lot of cases. These men, mostly men, some women, have feelings of inadequacy and powerlessness and are afraid of rejection. Many were also abused as children. Seeks to gain control over their victims, wants to dominate them, has feelings of rejection and neglect. They are, they are completely petrified of being rejected by society and especially about the person that they are targeting. They are calm, malicious, and patient may keep souvenirs of their victims and they have no remorse so this is very very eye-opening when it comes to figuring out how the serial killers are driven to do what they do and it's scary that some of them don't even like need a purpose or have to have a grudge against you so that's also very scary, but also really interesting. But anyway, that is going to conclude my research. And I, I really love talking about this because it's just, it's very exciting to talk about something that I'm it's very rare to talk about somebody without them getting weird out, like, oh, you like serial killers? Oh, okay. So some people get really weirded out by that. And to be able to enjoy what I talk about, along with medical stuff, they, it's very, it's very interesting on my part. But anyways, um, thank you for joining my podcast and for listening I really want to learn more about all of these types of serial killers I really like to get more into the mind of them like you know dig deep so anyways this is like my third time saying it thank you for enjoying and thank you for listening and That's the end of my podcast. Bye.